Welcome to Southpaws, episode 495. Fun with your friends. Yay! I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. And are we having fun, kids? We're having fun with our friends! Yay! It's the podcasting ethos. The best podcasts are about having fun with your friends. That is something that Kevin Smith has said for years. Yep. And uh, and I, I always thought that was uh, insightful. It's like, yeah, if you come off an episode feeling bad at the end, it's not a good episode. Maybe you should reconsider releasing it. So, man, we missed a week because things went a little wild. You were on call, Shiva, right? And mm-hmm. had, like, something dropped in your lap last second. Uh, no, I wasn't on call. <sighs> yeah. I'm on call this week. Last week, I just got sucked into an issue that started during business hours, and I uh, just had to finish it. It just kept going. And it just kept going. Yeah. So, we weren't able to get together and record last week, but I did, did help Fuzz with some For Planet stuff, and it was overall okay. It's been quite the wild week for me. You know, it was actually really nice. Last Tuesday, I got my blood work back, saw my doc, and they're like, wow, your lungs are doing really good. Your blood work came back really perfect. You you need more vitamin D in your life. And it's like, who doesn't? But <clears throat> then on Wednesday morning, I gave myself a concussion. Ah. And uh, <laughs> those suck. Like, it stuck with me for a freaking week at this point. Today was like the first day that I felt vaguely normal and had a bit more energy. And man, I had a lead foot today because I was having to, I had to help my parents set up in Weatherford today. So like woke up, did a whole bunch of stuff, drove 200 miles this today, and then got back in time to shower and get Fuzz pick me up so that's he can a, come do this. That's a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I'm catching up on podcasts. Man, like you bonk your head hard enough and you forget what words are. Mm. Lots of headaches, not being able to sleep, then like really, really like weird sexual dreams. My brain was having a weird-ass time of it this last week. but yeah. you, you bruise your brain. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally feeling mostly back to normal, but, like, it sucked. I hadn't done that in a while. Like, this is technically the fourth time I've gotten a concussion in my life. Which, apparently, you're only supposed to get, like, three. And so that's you cool. You got a bonus. I got a bonus. Well, the first two happened when I was little bitty. Mm-hmm. So the first one, I was apparently being a dumbass child on a table, and at my, like, Back when my dad was Are you a, talking like toddler age? I'm like, yeah, like under five. <clears throat> I was right. being a dumbass. This was back when my dad worked as a store manager for Stop and Go. Mm-hmm. And like I was there and playing on the table and fell backwards off. Cracked my skull. Not literally, but bonked myself good. Mm-hmm. Then the second time was I had a rope swing on our tree. It was like a tire swing. And I was spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And the rope broke. And I ablated bark from the trunk of our my parents' pecan tree. <laughs> With your head. With my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and the third time, this was when I was like 14, I tripped and fell down the stairs. And went headfirst into the banister at the L curve of my parents' stairs and dented it. <laughs> oh, my forehead. God. Um... So this fourth one actually was like the least traumatic of it, and actually really the dumbest, too. Yeah. Because Adam woke me up at 6 a.m. that morning. He needed to go out, and of course, I'm going to take him out. We get back in around 6.30, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to lay down on the couch, because Panther's alarm's at 7. I don't want to wake up, wake him up early. That's not nice. But when I finally do get around to getting up, you know, Panther's been up and around and doing stuff, and adam's asleep curled against me and i'm like i don't want to wake up i don't want to wake up adam because he's asleep still Mm -hmm. and i go to push myself up 
from to a sitting position, not realizing my head is directly underneath the mantelpiece above the fireplace. And I'm trying to picture how you managed to sit up high enough on a couch to hit your head on the mantel. Well, the thing is, we have... You'd be laying down like this, right? And yeah, I, w- I was fall. laying on my... Like this, but then when I pushed myself up, it only had like a couple of feet of clearance. And so I pushed myself up to a full sitting position, which intersected my skull with the corner edge of the uh, thing. And let me tell you, it sucked. <laughs> Needless to say, it's it's been unfortunate. Like, it, I have insomnia... And headaches, and just feeling spacey, couldn't focus. Ugh. Mm. Let me tell you guys, brain injuries, don't do it. I'm sure this has been a very informative PSA. Yeah. Um, symptoms of a concussion. Yeah. Confusion. Well, I was like, man, I feel like shit. And I looked up the symptoms of a concussion. I'm like, oh, I got all these. That's, oops. <laughs> and like, it was like, at this point, it'd be like, you go to a doctor, like, yeah, you got a concussion. Well, that'll be like, a thousand dollars for the MRI. So there's there's nothing they can really do. Pretty much, it's, it's like yeah, you, you bruised your brain. You it so needs to heal. You just let a bruise heal. Yeah, like a regular bruise. Mm. And in the meantime, well, try not to drive too much. And uh, if you forget what words are, just look them up on your phone. This is why <laughs> I, I was doing the driving. Yeah, last week. Cause... Well, because like when we went to Wendy's that mm-hmm. Thursday, I couldn't remember what sweet and sour sauce was. Couldn't remember what it was. I was like, uh, I had to look at the menu board and was like, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sauce I always get? It's on the tip of my tongue. Salty sweet sauce. No. That <laughs> does not sound appealing. Duck sauce. Pain sauce. <laughs> Cilantro lime sauce from Whataburger. Wait, no, we're at Wendy's. <laughs> so that's been kind of my week. Like, today's been really busy and lots of driving. But at least I'm feeling sort of back to normal after a week of feeling really weird. Yeah. Caught up on podcasts, so that's fun. <laughs> All I've been doing is... This is my second stint of on-call this month. I I was supposed to do it Memorial Day. I was at my dad's, traded a co-worker who had it over the 4th. So holiday week for holiday week. Um, And then this is... This week is like my normal scheduled eight-week cycle, but it does mean that it's two in one month sucks. Yeah. Because I spend the whole week on edge. I If I leave, like, earshot of my phone, when I realize that it's blind panic of, fuck, where's my phone? Did I miss it? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I got paged out at 5 a.m. this morning. Oh, my goodness. So I've been up since 5 um, mm-hmm. we had an issue, and at first it was like, well, okay, it's now almost seven, I'm just gonna stay up, keep working, and I'll be able to log off soon. Well, then the issue I had didn't wrap up until just after my normal start time, so I realized that this was never actually a choice that I was making. <laughs> this is my life, but I logged out at like two and now I'm waiting to see if I get paged out this evening. I might have something I have to do about 10, 10.30. Mm. I'm waiting to see. So are you on call, like, all through the night? Yeah. So we've got people in office. So 7 a.m., 7 p.m., there's people that take care of it. I cover from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So if a server craters, you know. But 
even if I'm like working my normal job, I sometimes pick up high priority stuff because I'm one of the most senior people on the team. And I think as of like two weeks from now, I'm now going to be second most seniorist. Everybody who is more senior than me has either split off to a different team, uh, moved elsewhere in the company, or left. Um, so four years later, yeah, my seniority is kind of, wow, I, it, we've just gone through that many changes of it. Yeah. Uh, the gal who's, there's two people ahead of me, one guy that like lives out in Virginia, and then um, this gal, and she just got a position moving over to the department to do training. Which, God bless her, she's got that real warm, encouraging personality. I think she'll be a great trainer. Because mm. she really just engages and cares. And yeah. it's very nurturing. She's a sweet, sweet lady. Um, but that makes me basically number two in seniority. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, I've only been there four years. Like, I'm, wait a minute, I'm, I'm important to this? Like we've seen a lot of attrition on my team at work because a lot a lot of people um, they're not quitting but they're they're moving to different departments or they're they're getting promoted and I mean which is great actually a lot of the furries I work with are have basically been promoted into management or moved up to um, other divisions and stuff like that which has been really neat watching because I've you know I've been there thirteen years I'm the most senior furry. At my mm -hmm. company that I'm aware of, there could be other people. It's you know a five-figure number of employees. So there's got to be some more elsewhere somewhere. But out of the Dallas-based furry community, mm -hmm. then I've been there the longest at this point. Well, it's so. like they say, you know, furries run shit when it comes to companies. Yeah, and it's, well, it, like Shiva's one of the many furries running the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same we for Panther. Several. Same for Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we know a lot of people who are in furries IT. And... Make the internet go. Yep. What's well, lying? It's like you know, half the internet would fall over if furries took a weekend. Well, let me just read this tweet. Actually, it, this is on topic because yeah. I just saw this tweet, and so somebody made a tweet in 2019. This actually it just showed up again. Now. So the original tweet was. Please quote this tweet with a thing that everyone in your field knows and nobody in your industry talks about because it would lead to general chaos. And the quote tweet is, Telecommunications as a whole, which also encompasses the internet, is in a constant state of failure and just-in-time fixes and functionally, functionally, all modern communication would collapse if about 50 people, most of which are furries, decided to turn their pager off for a day. <laughs> yeah oh sorry everybody went to mff and uh the internet just <laughs> fell over <laughs> i think someone joked about that years ago about either mff or anthrocon they were like well i certainly hope nothing major goes down on the internet because all the all the internet people are at the biggest furry con yeah <laughs> well because there's that xkcd comic it's like the entire internet it says all these building blocks and then this one little tiny point of failure it's like some obscure thing maintained by a furry in iowa yeah <laughs> you know it's that's just how it be so speaking of unfortunate workplaces though mm. this blizzard stuff fucking sucks oh, yeah wow it's, yeah activision blizzard is actually being sued by the state of california for being apparently a shit-ass place to work if you're anybody that's not a white male 
And, like, it's really a big step that the actual state has to sue somebody. Normally, it's, like, the employees or wronged individuals. You know, like a class action. Yeah, no, this people. is the state, uh, like, job board going, you guys are fucking up. Yeah. Um, That's, like, some serious shit. And it's really disappointing because, like, for myself, like, I used to be a huge Blizzard fanboy. I was super into WoW, super into all things Blizzard, and, like, I fell off the last few years, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, all those people that made this game, at least the upper management that made the game, actually a bunch of shitheads. It's not even just WoW, because don't they do, like, StarCraft as well? It's WoW, it's Star... Well, on the Blizzard side, it's WoW, it's StarCraft, it's Diablo, it's Tears of the Storm, it's uh, Overwatch. Um, On the Activision side, it's, like, all the Call of Duty games and stuff. Um, so yeah, you're like, talking about a big footprint. It's a it's a video big, gaming big, big space. company, but like apparently, like one of the more scandalous things is that like the Blizzard's devs at BlizzCon had what they called the Bill Cosby suite. Yeah, which is like yeah, this is in like 2013 or so. But there's no indication that the culture of the company has changed since. Well, then. no, not even that. It's like people are like, oh, well, the the allegations didn't really come public until like twenty fifteen, and it's like, but he'd already been in like arbitration and lawsuits about his behavior in the early two thousand. Everybody knew the kind of person he was at that point, and it wasn't it wasn't really in the courts and stuff yet until later. And now he's a free man again, so now he's legally not a rapist, technically. But allegedly. Allegedly. So oh, oh, we have to say alleged rapist Bill Cosby. One of the big dudes, uh, Alex Afrasabi, you know, he's the guy that's like Frank Salabi. He has had, has slash had a bunch of stuff in the game based around his name. Um, there was like a Stratholm quest where you had to find his like tobacco or something. It was this really obscure quest that nobody really did. And then it got like redacted in Kata. Apparently mm. they said they're going to go and remove any objectionable content with, from the game, which people are, are interpreting to mean, yeah, we're going to strip this guy's name out of... Uh, we're going to de-notch Minecraft, basically, but with a wow. Well, like, and then also, like, Ghostcrawler was another person that was... They were a... Were they, like, a mod on the forums? Or they were part of a dev team, right? Uh, they're, like, head of a team for a while there. Ghostcrawler. Yeah. Because they, um, they had an NPC in uh, Kata. Yeah. In the Undersea Zone. Where you could get the ghost crab named Ghostcrawler. And it would fuck you up if you didn't catch it right. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the the clip from the 2010 BlizzCon that's absolutely fucking cringeworthy? It really is. No, I think I missed uh, that one. So I can't remember if we talked about this. We haven't yet, because okay. last week, it, it happened like this last week, and we didn't record last week. So a woman that's in the audience uh, gets to ask a question of the panel, and it's like seven guys on the panel that are all senior um, WoW people, and you know, she says there's, it's great, there's a lot of, like, badass female characters in the game, but why do they all look like they came out of a Victoria's Secret catalog? Basically, like, you know, why do they have the boob armor, you know? And so the first thing you hear is you hear a small amount of the audience clap, and then an overwhelming wave of boos from the audience, and then the panel proceeds to just basically mock her question and like the camera goes back to her 
at some point in the middle of this and it's just sort of like god god damn you know like what a fucking horrifying experience yeah the line they threw out was like well what catalog do you want them to look like they're from and then they proceeded to riff on that like they were on a podcast and it's like it's like wow i mean they just acted like a bunch of really immature chuds Mm-hmm. And just just complete shits, and it's a complete lack of respect for someone who's there as a fan who probably paid a small fortune to go to the big con and you just know? stood up in front of a huge crowd and you tore her apart. Yeah. yeah, that'd be like someone going asking a big question at at the the scritched bitch and yeah. Sable just takes a dump on them on stage or something, which I don't see her doing. But no, it'd be know. like. That's a stupid question. What's like your face? <laughs> and then that person never comes to our con and we get excoriated on social media. That'd be bad. But again, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, at least the only way Fiesta can get in trouble is by mandating masks because that's illegal in Texas. Breaking the law. <laughs> um, but we don't take money from the state, so... Yeah, we're, we're an independent business out of the state rules. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure y'all talk to your lawyer about that and everything. I mean, my concern would be that they would be like, oh, we're going to remove your license to operate in the state or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. And, like, I'm not going to speculate because I don't fucking know. Yeah, that'd it's be like, a question for, for that, a lawyer. That's, the law, that's a lawyer question, and that's not a me thing. Yeah. Um, but Abbott, our governor here in Texas, is, is branching on to get another thing we're talking about before we started recording is that the uh, he made an executive order back in May that said that any any uh company or federal or any company or agency that gets like state money it's illegal for them to mandate masks or mandate vaccinations and this week the like teachers association is like begging him to like carve out an exemption for schools to allow schools to have the autonomy to make their own rule about that because school starts soon again and if you're 12 or under, you can't get vaccinated yet. And, you know, this is a real fucking concern. Because teachers that especially work with the younger students are really concerned about this. Small children lick everything. Yeah. And this also, in a related note, the state of Arkansas, which currently has one of the worst of the, uh, the Delta infections starting up, their governor or their legislature had passed a law similar to that that their governor had signed on and their governor is actually calling an emergency session of the state legislature to see if they can change the anti-mask law that they passed to make an exception for the schools (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) but at the same time the governor apparent of arkansas apparently said that we're completely open also, I'm declaring a state of emergency. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, such what? Mixed, that's mixed messaging. Yeah. It's like, Completely hey, you're going to catch COVID, but... but yeah. Gif of woman with math, math you know? <laughs> but, like, going back to the Blizzard thing, it's yes. just disappointing because I know a lot of people that are super heavy into most of the Blizzard games are people that make a lot of their art money doing WoW-related bullshit and so it's it puts them in a really bad position too because like 
they didn't know this shit necessarily like mm-hmm. we all we've people know that the game industry both AAA and indie is just generally pretty fucking rotten and blizzard's been one of the worst ones because they they're like they don't they pay for your passion but they don't actually pay you that much yeah compared to other industry uh companies of their tier and so like it's not surprising that they would be like a frat boys club but also like just some of the stuff in that thing where it's like uh women having to like asking for pto and being like required by their manager to fill out what they're going to use that time for as like before they get approval it's like oh so what are you going to do on your day off nunya right yeah but meanwhile like dudes are playing games in their cubes and not getting oversight whereas women were getting like called the carpet a whole bunch more like it was very obviously that this broad pattern of sexist behavior amongst the leadership in the in the company that kind of shit comes from the top down yeah Yeah, that's 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 like culture company culture thing of you know frat boys as they were (laughs) there was a hard drive headline that was like local frat accused of having activision blizzard culture (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's kind of the case. Because it's... Ubisoft has similar issues. You know, they're run by crazy French people who don't give a fuck. But, like, mm. they, they've they had scandals. And you've had... But the Act of Blizzard thing, like, they're one of the biggest things going right now. They're having their big moment in the sun, you know, for being bad. But, like, even then EA back in the day, like, if anybody remembers the EA spouse posts from, like, 2010 or so... Where it sounds familiar, but it's not. It right was, were they talking about how much overtime their spouses were having to work? Forced or? overtime on salary. So, mm. like, it was basically someone writing about how, like, I haven't seen my husband in a fucking week, and he's, like, killing himself to finish this video game, and he's salaried, so, like, he's not even getting paid more money to die for this company. Yeah. And it was a big deal back when it came out, and apparently it did result in some changes, but it's just, like cyclical right yeah. it just keeps happening with these big companies the, the industry is have... horrible in so many ways well, and like crunch culture is a big part of that too yeah. and the number of my co-workers who worked at one point or another for some video game company uh-huh. and left to write financial software because of the crunch time and the crazy timelines mm-hmm. and everything else like that you know they yeah. they I mean, I know guys there who are great artists. I've seen some of the stuff they've done, and they're like, no, but we kill ourselves for these games, and, you know, you you think you make a lot of money doing it. No, you don't. You don't get paid that well. So we left that to come write boring-ass software instead of video games because of how you treat you. Yeah. Even if you're making what sounds like good money, you know, if you're making like 70, 80 K, but you're working 70, 80 hours a week, whether you want to or not. You basically two jobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, do the math. That's the, still two, the per hour does not come out to being a livable wage. Well, it's like even here, local uh, Gearbox, they've had issues with both their leadership and with like stuff, the company culture. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not even just the big triple A ones. It's Gearbox, which is sort of a mid tier publisher. Yeah. Um, and like, what was that one in Austin that was oh, doing um, uh, nice uh, older public Star Wars? I know who you're talking about. I cannot remember the name. But it's just like you you hear these things, and like 
the last two that I mentioned, Gearbox and the other one, you know, they're here in Texas. And so it's not just like, oh, it's all just, you know, crazy Californians. It's just corporate culture in game dev is just bad. Yeah. And like, it's a, it seems like it's a goddamn miracle that any video games get made given all the bullshit people seem to get up to. And like, it's, it's actually news when a game is released and they're like, yeah, actually we did not crunch on this game at all. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. EA was involved with Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know. Okay, so it might have been EA Austin. Or was it? Oh, it was Bioware, I think. Oh, okay. Bioware Austin. Right, yeah. Yeah, because we knew somebody that was doing stuff with that. Right. But it's just like, game culture is so fucked, like, front to back. Yeah. Like, it's really bizarre. And, like, you, you, you shine the light on this, and it's like... Cockroaches scurrying yeah. everywhere. Because, like, with EA, you've had the EA spouse stuff, massive crunch. You've got... Or, like, CD Project Red with Cyberpunk. They crunched for nine months and released a piece of shit game. Right, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so they finally had to shit it out onto that plate. It, it was it, a pile diary. It was terrible. <laughs> it, like, it ran like shit, for the most part. It crashed. It had weird, hilarious bugs. Like, I admit, I bought it and played it to see how bad it was, and I did enjoy my time with it, but, like, there's a good game buried under 50 layers of bullshit there. Like, I thought the aesthetic of the world was pretty, but, like, there were so many other elements that were just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you turn around, and it unloads the cars that were in the world, and you turn back around, it just changes them. Uh, it's yeah, like, oh, there's like, supposed to be three cars behind you. Bloop, they changed. Yeah, Bloop, you turn around, and, like pedestrians vanish and you know or it spawns pedestrians at like a crosswalk in the middle of nowhere so they're just literally crossing the street forever and i remember you telling me like the your motorcycle resed in and all you see is a tiny bit of the handle sticking out of a bunch of trash cans or something yeah then you click it and you clip into the top of the skybox and fall to the surface (laughs) but you land and you're fine yeah you just fell like a mile yeah you know because you're so cyber yeah clearly it's just it's disappointing but also not surprising like ea activision blizzard is just the current you know target of people's ire um but it really it's just a sign of rot that's all through everything yeah yeah like people sacrificing their life to make games for gamers god well the thing is is you've got those kind of companies but you have like the smaller shops where they do it but they're also like the makers of the game. It's when you start also getting up into the big corporate. Yeah, bullshit. it's it's the triple yeah. A really, like where there's investors and everything seeing you as a fucking cash cow. Yeah, and there's they're big companies that they could afford to hire double or triple the number of people that they have hired, but they'd rather just work the team that they have to death, and then when the game comes out, lay off seventy five percent of them. Yeah, or whatever. But then there's, you know, like like Shiva was saying, games like, like Valheim. Mm-hmm. You know, that was literally made by five people. They were like, hey, we're going to put our Viking game out. Ha ha. Oh, no, it's extremely popular. Shit, what do we yeah, do now? Yeah, and it's different when you do it to yourself. And you're like, you know, these five people want to do a game and they had to work really hard to do it. But Well, it, it's kind of like you working for, for a planet and you're doing your right. own stuff and putting in thousands of hours versus your employer you know yeah but if i'm like if instead of publishing for myself i was working on publishing shit for like random house and they decided that i was going to have to work eight hours a week or something like that 
that would be bullshit and I wouldn't stand for it. And it's these large companies, like there's so many people grow up loving video games and their big dream job is to do art for a video game or be a video game tester or something like that. And then they get their dream job and, and they it, discover it's a nightmare. And, and, and even more than that, it just feels like these companies prey on these young people that are with coming out boys. of college with their, with their CG art degree and stuff. And they, they know that they can abuse them because they're initially, they're just so excited to be there and working on a big triple A game title, and yeah, they they burn out. Yeah, you know, well, and I mean, they go and they make financial software. That's the cycle. Yeah. Like, there you, <laughs> go. you you get that youthful idealism beaten out of you by the industry. And, yep, I mean, and the people you've, that don't you've had to go, do like QA, right, Shiva? You've had to do like QA stuff, right? I if forced to, I loathe QA. So this this is one of those things where there was like in 2012, 2013... A literal fucking game show that put together by Sony called The Tester, where people had to do these demeaning video game related tasks for a job for the opportunity to be a QA tester at some Sony studio. Think about that. Competing and demeaning yourself on the internet and or whatever television show. To be a QA tester. To be a QA tester. Alright, we need you to ram this car into every possible corner on the map. If you clip through repeat it and then mark it down that is your job you're going to be ramming cars into a wall for 30 hours 40 uh, 45 hours this week you know and that's why i hate qa testing it's stuff like that and so like yeah you're right you know it's youthful idealism i love video games i want to be in video games oh no video games and it's this constant cycle of fresh meat getting thrown through the grinder while the frat boys up top you know, get, you know, heralded as auteurs. Everyone's like, oh, Hideo Kojima, he's a fucking great dude. And they don't, you know, know that there's, they, you know, herald him or Richard Garriott or fuck, I'm showing my age. I don't even, can't even think of like any, you know, big dude at a video game company right now. Mm-hmm. And when it's just, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of people that get their names in the credits if they make it through the end of the cycle. Um, and more often than not, they don't get put in the credits if they quit before the game is released. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've, I, I, I know a person who stuck it out through a really shitty situation so that they could get their name in the credits, so that they could put that on their resume because AAA game on your resume is a really big deal, and then they could immediately quit and go work for a better company yeah it's like yeah i help ship big triple a game i would like to work on your financial software it's like as you've seen i can work in terrible situations and crush my soul for the company i would like to work for you and get paid three times that amount Mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of what happened with panther to a degree he crushed his soul working for one company and then when he got hired. He immediately doubled his pay. And that was a decade ago. But yeah, man, just fucking video games. Yeah. And now they're apparently working with a union-busting firm, Wilmer Hale, to, like, prevent any sort of unionization push. Because this is the same company that's employed by Amazon to fight and f- find out and fire people trying to do any sort of union organization within... Uh, <sighs> Pieces of shit. Uh, that. So... And they also put out, like, really, like, like head-ass, aloof statements. Apparently yeah. they put out a better one today. I haven't read it. it Someone said still... it was 
it is it's better, but it's all like we've heard this bullshit before and these promises. Yeah, and, and before that, I think they'd put out like a, a threatening memo to all the employees yep. or something. Oh, saying, this is yeah. all bullshit and false and... And they also made them well, they sign called them like the unelected non- bureaucrats overstepping their bounds. It was yeah. like an internal email that immediately got sent to like Jason Schreier. Who's that? He's a journal. He's one of the a He's a highly regarded like games and tech journalist. Gotcha. But like they also make them sign these contracts that are the uh, not only an NDA but they have the the non-arbitration clause that basically, you know, you can't you're not supposed to like go and get a lawyer or anything like that if you're getting fucked by the company. And those clauses have actually been ruled illegal in in some jurisdictions and I don't know if that's if that's all the way at a federal level or if that's been like just uh some some cor- state level courts or whatever but probably state level yeah because it's not i don't think it's illegal nationally but you know it's a really shitty employment practice and if you see that shit in your contract when you're joining a company it's a huge red flag mm-hmm. yeah because it literally takes puts the power completely in their hand and like if they fuck you over well oh we signed the clause so our lawyers will tell you oh well you can go get go get fucked and that's about what you can do mm-hmm. because they have a lot more money than you do mm-hmm. yeah. so that's just a disappointing situation um and so people are like oh don't play activision blizzard games don't do this don't do that like a lot of people are like canceling their game time and protest and whatever there were some people being dumb about it it's like like they're protesting in game like well why don't you cancel and people not realizing that even if you cancel mid-month you've already paid for that month and you have time until the next payment cycle goes so you can still play and protest and throw down signs or whatever one of the dudes had that your sub and run out your time but also play because that is server bandwidth you're eating up yeah well, like, people were going over to the such-and-such Afrasabi guy in Valley of Heroes in, in uh, Stormwind mm-hmm. and, like, throwing down, like, the warning signs and other stuff. And people were congregating around there to the point that Blizzard was like, after, if someone stands near this too long, it makes the, like, NPC fade out. Like, they just, and then when someone goes away, they come back. But it's like, they, instead of just going, all right, we're going to take this NPC out for now, they actually had some poor... You know, schmuck. poor schmuck have to code is all right. Well, if there's too many people, we need to phase that NPC out to like try to diffuse people from being mad if this NPC is here. But but there's... don't just remove it from the game. Let's code it to disappear. I don't know. It sucks, and like the industry. James Stephanie Sterling has been right all along. You should listen to them. Like, they have ranted about cap triple capitalism and the shittiness of the uh, games industry for a very long time. And they're like, I am vindicated. So, let's see. What else is on the docket this week? Because, like, ugh. Because you and I are both, at one point or another, heavy Blizzard players. In fact, I was playing, you know, last night. I, I straight up was a hardcore raider to the point that Panther really stopped liking me playing WoW. And I stopped being that hardcore raider for him but i got my fucking the undying title from running 10 man next ramus yeah running 10 man next ramus with no deaths as the healer so i wore that fucking title because that was hardcore as shit because that was done when that was relevant content that was like a cutting edge before cutting edge was a thing 
And so, like, yeah, like, I have all those collector's editions up to, uh, to Legion, like, just sitting on my bookshelf, and I'm like, huh, what should I do with those? Because, I mean, Blizzard always got, already has my fucking money, I'm not gonna throw them away, but it's like, man, these kind of give me a mixed feeling now. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, if you had a book by an author you found out after the fact was kind of a piece of shit, and it's like, oh. Yeah, like if you were a big fan of Ender's Game or Harry Potter. Yeah. Man, I don't know if anybody's like that. I feel really lucky that I dodged those bullets. And yeah, like, I never read any of the Scott Orson, card, oh yeah, Orson Scott card stuff. And yeah. like, I fell off the Harry Potter series fairly early. Like, the big book that, that I was into from my childhood was Watership Down. And luckily Richard Adams made it to the age of 94 without being outed as a horrible person or anything. So, I, I, hopefully I'm pretty safe there. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently R.L. Stein is a, is a decent person. Yeah. I, then... I, I mention R.L. Stein because uh, Ajax and I recently watched the Fear Street trilogy yeah, on how Netflix. Are those? those were really fucking good. Okay. So the first one's Fear Street 1994, and Ajax is laughing at me because I know all the songs. They like they really want you to know it takes place in the 90s, so there's just constant 90s music in the background. But it goes, uh, the first one is 1994, and then it's 1978, and then it goes all the way back to when the legend began. It's 1666. It all takes place in this same little two small town area where, like, all this bad shit happens to the to the town of Shadyside, and all the good shit happens to Sunnyville. Uh, but back in 1666, there were one town called Union, and then something happened. So I'm not going to throw out any spoilers there, but you you have to watch them in that order. And like they they're all on Netflix now, but they had dropped them one at a time. That's cool. But it, yeah, they're they're really really good. Uh, and apparently, he wrote the Fear Street series before he wrote Goosebumps. It was something that he wrote before. But Goosebumps was the one that really made him like a household. Fear Street was more YA before YA was YA. Yeah, it was for an older audience. Um, and then Goosebumps was literally for children. Yeah. Like, did you know those those books are still super in print? Mm. Like you can I, I'm purchase not, I be surprised. all the goose. You can purchase to like all the Goosebumps books as. I remember seeing a whole bunch of them at, like, half-price books, but I know that you can just, like, get them at, like, Walmart or whatever. Right. Like, Goosebumps is still a thing, and, like, they're still publishing a lot of the books from when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and was reading them. So, it probably... I wonder how strange it is to some of these kids, like, why don't they use their cell phone? Or what's... They dialed a phone? Like, don't they have a cell phone? Right, You know, or, like, they don't... If they hadn't updated the story to be more modern and be like... What do you mean they wouldn't go in the basement? Didn't somebody have a photo they could pick and, like, hide? They didn't have to, like, take a Polaroid? That's weird. What's a Polaroid camera? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is a clock? And I was slightly too old for uh, Goosebumps. Like, they came out, like, the year of or the year after I graduated high school. I think it was the year after. I think it came out in, like, 94. That was nothing. Everything fine. is fine. Nothing is ruined. Yeah. So I didn't get on that that particular bandwagon, but like my sister read them uh, growing up, so we had like a whole bunch of them in the house. Well, it's funny because like the Fear Street books were posited as like the goth girl version of 
like babysitters club stuff yeah have a nice cool refreshing drink of ash (laughs) it puts out the coals hey nice ash yeah I never read any of the Goosebumps stuff. Um, like you, they were just coming out as I aged out. Yeah, because like I read the Goosebumps books, and then I read like the scary stories to tell in the dark, the the ones with the sick sick illustrations in them. Oh. What was that? Uh, it wasn't just tell in the dark. It was something else, wasn't it? It was scary stories, and even more scary stories, and scary stories three, and those are the ones that had like the really ethereal, grotesque illustrations. And then they re-released the books without those illustrations, Aww. and people were like, what the fuck? So they did special editions <laughs> with the original illustrations again. We uh, Now, I did read the fuck out of Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. Oh, I, I read really love those. Choose yeah. Your Own Adventure. And I read the Hardy Boys when I was like 9, 10. That Same. Kind of, yeah. I read Encyclopedia Brown. I read that. I read a few of those, too. Yeah. Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, um, the Judy Bloom books, um... I read the crossover. They did a few crossover Nan- Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys mm-hmm. books, like in the early like you're, 90s. You're cramping our style, cramping my style. Let's work together. <laughs> um, yeah, because we're talking about authors that I don't think ever got canceled. Um, <laughs> well, see, like, the Hardy Boys was written, air quotes, by Franklin R. Dixon, who is actually a team of writers in an author mill just turning oh, this yeah. out. Turning this out, um, and I think the same is true of uh, Nancy Drew. It was probably, like this, yeah. Baby it's probably the Club, same team. R.L. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the Goosebumps books were not necessarily. No, R.L. Stein's a different story. It was because, uh, like, the Hardy Boys. I don't even know if they might still be making them. I'm not sure, but like the original ones, those little blue hardcovers, like it originally came out in like the 50s or something. Yeah, like that. same with Nancy Drew. Yeah, and they were still publishing new ones in the 80s and 90s. Um, and, it, and it was just it was a studio of authors that over the different people over the years but R.L. Stein was actually right it's R.L. Stein and uh, K.A. Applegate you know who did the um, Animorphs series which I was also slightly too old to Same. get into but I do know that they brought a lot of furries to the fandom though yep. Yep. and apparently she's also someone who's been shown to be a decent person like Like, she's very pro-trans she's very like realistic with her writing and she has like a trans kid so she's not a shit about it oh good good uh and um like we've mentioned before like she put out legally all the uh all the uh animorphs books are available online drm free yep you just download the pdfs so the hardy boys started in 1927. Oh my god, that's even older. The last book. 2019. No, No, the original Hardy Boys Mystery Stories ended in 2005. A new series, Undercover Brothers, was launched the same year, featuring updated versions of characters. Mm -hmm. And then that ended in 2012. In 2013, The Hardy Boys Adventures was narrated in first person. Um, So, yeah, it's apparently they're still. The series ran. The original run was from 1927-2005, comprised of 190 volumes. <laughs> the Hardy Boys also appeared in 127 volumes of the Case Fell series and 39 volumes of the Undercover Brothers series, and are currently the heroes of the Hardy Boys Adventure series. The brothers are also featured in a few standalone books, yada yada. So, it's still going. Yeah. The Hardy Boys' as characters are still going in 2021. So, in uh, 
six years, they will have been around as characters for a hundred fucking years. I that's I a long ass really time. underestimated. I thought they came around in like the fifties or yeah. 60s. I was just like, I don't know. I'm going to go to Wikipedia. Wow, the fucking twenties. Wow, you know they were fighting the Kaiser. <laughs> you know. I mean, they might have been. They might have been. Uh, so yeah, you know. The books. Hardy Boys beat the shit out of Hitler. <laughs> that would have been yeah, good. The Hardy good Boys in the Eastern Front. <laughs> so, speaking of literature mm. that is made up, the Dead Ski Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Interesting tangent. That was that was good, Saffron. Yeah, like, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls are of questionable provenance to begin with, Um but the most recent ones, uh, well, not recent. New Air Dead Ball. Sea Scrolls dropped before the next Game of Thrones book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, somebody pointed out New Epic of Gilgamesh dropped before the next Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Speak that was also Hobby Lobby related. Yes. So <laughs> Hobby Lobby is an evangelical run or Christian hobby shop that's like Michael's, but with more Jesus-y bullshit. Mm-hmm. And... I remember when you and I went in there once, like years and years ago, before we really knew what they were about, and I was laughing my ass off because they had testaments in yeah. the 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 candy section by the register, and they were mints shaped like little crucifixes. And they had a little Bible verse on the wrapper. You could give them to to proselytize to your unchurched heathen coworkers. I guess I don't know. Can I have a non denominational Altoid, please? Do you have a <laughs> Do you have a Unitarian Universalist? Because those guys are pretty nice. Unitarian Universal Mist, and it's like a drink, or Blue Mist Sisha. Oh yeah, Unitarian Universal Mist, and it's a Sisha type. There we go. Yeah. Um, but going back to Hobby Lobby being shit, mm-hmm. so they were caught out like. A few years ago, caught being caught smuggling a crapload of Iraqi artifacts, mm-hmm. like ancient Babylonian artifacts, out of Iraq from that had been looted from the museums. Like they were smuggling, ancient, they were like looted by ISIS or something. Yeah, right? like they were looted by like terrorist organizations and sold to be shoved into museums of the Bible and like. The most recent one is that a tablet from the Epic of Gilgamesh uh, that had ended up in their hands was recently seized and was seized from them by the government uh, to cover part of a settlement from their earlier lawsuit where they'd basically just been stealing a bunch of Middle Eastern artifacts. Are, to, are they going to put that out on ebook? Yeah. I don't know. You know, the, the Epic of Gilgamesh, it's pretty epic uh, it should be out of copyright by now right yeah you know i think it's been a few thousand years you know unless disney owns it oh, shit, they'll just yeah. extend the copyright forever i can't and wait for the the gcu the gilgamesh <sighs> cinematic universe <laughs> yeah you know oh man oh they they recast tiamat as a hot lady Oh, they're supposed to be like a dragon or a giant serpent. Now it's a hot lady. No, this it's is Shelob all over again. <laughs> they'd also apparently had a. They'd gotten some quote unquote Dead Sea soul fragments, which are reportedly from Leviticus, which you know feature the whole you know gay bad mm-hmm. bullshit. Right. Turns out that fake. So yeah, like Hobby Lobby has been up to some shit. And they're like, no, no, we've got some totally real Bible things that prove that, like, this is what the original illiterate goat herders were believing back in, you know, 4 trillion BC or whatever. (laughs) 
not that far back, but like, well, of course not. Earth is only six thousand years old, yeah. <laughs> so at least four thousand years ago. Yeah, <laughs> whatever these motherfuckers were doing, and like, oh wait, actually they're they're fakes. Whoops! Like they only, but apparently they've been on display for like seventeen years, and they never bothered to, to check if they were legitimate or not. And so, how how fake are they? Because there's a lot of like that Forgeries. stuff is it's is, literally they made some scrolls oh wrote, okay. wrote some shit down in semi-appropriate language and then burned bits of it oh i thought it was like because there's been some fakes that have been uncovered that are actually like four or five hundred years old because it was someone in the middle ages faking shit oh yeah from, like all the know. fucking relics like oh here's some spl- a splinter of the true cross and like there's more you know there's an entire forest worth of true crosses out there yeah you know, this is the foreskin of jesus and seven churches have it this is the jawbone of saint something or saint, the yeah and there's like four of them or like oh this is the finger of mary and there's like 50 of them so she was just this horrible <laughs> freak with 50 fingers when in fact it's just what is your specialty fingering yeah, and, and you should see me play the lute. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd been inhaling, you would have fucking killed me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, it's weird too because, like, you know, you'd think Hobby Lobby trying to rewrite the Bible to, con- to condemn homosexuality would be bigger news, and it was just like some furry making a tweet, and instead, it's like this just random furry. You know, some little 22-year-old ace dragon, like, tweets about it, and then suddenly finds themselves with 8,000 retweets and 294 retweets, oh, 31,900 likes. Oh, my God. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, the, I saw the Nat Geo articles over a year old. It's like, this post blew up way more than I expected, and I worded it weird. But it's like, I feel bad for them because, uh, yeah. That attention the- on the internet's not great. Because <laughs> they're just like, wow, this is fucked up. And the internet goes... It is. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing. It's like you, you know, in in the Bible, re- trying to rewrite the Bible is one of the most grave sins you can commit. Hey, we've done it how many times? Oh, and it's fucking constant. Like, if someone's like, it's in the Bible, you ask which version? Who Whose Bible? Mm-hmm. The Catholics? The Greek Orthodox? The Russian Orthodox? The Protestants? Which version of the Protestants? King it's KJV? James. NIV? Take your fucking pick. The language is all fucked up and weird. And so, like, you really shouldn't take anything they take with a grain of salt. You need to figure that shit out for yourself. They don't like that answer. That's right. That's why I'm, like, out here saying it. And I'm also <laughs> like, this is implying that anything in the Bible isn't just made up. But I mean, yeah, but it's just, like, yeah. this one group that's been up to shady shit trying to sell us crappy made-in-China craft supplies, is also trying to make the society more anti-gay, or at least their faction of it, right. by virtue of fake fragments of the fake scrolls. So, yeah. well, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, That was one of those things where I felt bad, because like I saw it, and I'm like, oh, it's fucked up, and then it's just like some little kid furry going, oh no, I made a popular tweet accidentally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's you know plenty of assholes being like well the bible always condemned it and it's like people getting into it i'm like yeah i'm just gonna block mm-hmm. i mean no bad of this one it's like, i've heard this all before it's like i'm 30 fucking eight i have heard all this shit people thought it was fun reading leviticus back when i was at bible camp 
And yet you're still eating shellfish and wearing clothes made of more than two fibers. Yep. Well, Sauron's uh, not eating shellfish, but that's for different reasons. (laughs) And like, hey, you know, I don't know what your situation is right now, but if you've ever menstruated on any of these couches, they are now unclean. (laughs) So you have to do like a ritual and shit. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, I just see this shit and I'm like, man, who the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, this is purely my perspective and like, you know, for somebody that... Uh, grew up in an incredibly religious environment. The fact that I'm still kicking to this fucking day is kind of a surprise. Yeah. But also the fact that I just kind of didn't come out. I mean, like, I did have that edgy antitheist phase when I was in my mid 20s and kind of made people think I was an asshole. But, you oh, know, me I'm, too. I'm like, I, we, I think we both totally fell into the Dawkins, oh, new atheist Dawkins. era, era kind of thing. And then years later, you're like, Oh, yeah, we agree on religion being bullshit, but he's just kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's unfortunately from Turf Island and takes after that shit. And there's there's no fucking defending Christopher Hitchens. Like, yeah. even when I was into the new atheist shit, I thought that guy was a cunt. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't like it. Whatever floats your goat, just don't try to fuck up my society with it. And so, you know, that's like a lot of the, the push against trans people like mm. they they feel that they've lost the the plot when it comes to gay people but trans people are still quote unquote new enough to fucking burn to try to split off and it's literally just these old fuckers that are just flailing in their final days and, you know and, I and hope- right now they're also at least in, in, in america they're doing this thing like oh well Wearing a mask goes against my religion because we're created in God's image and you can't cover up God's image and that goes against the Bible. Have you it's like heard Yeah, that? I heard that. It's like one some religious school and people like actual religious scholars are going, That's dumb as shit. Yeah. Um like isn't there shit about not not shaving your beard in the Bible too? Like I mean there's something about long hair. There's a lot of dumb shit yeah. in the Bible. And it's just, like, people will use it to excuse anything. Like, it's it's the go-to catch-all. Well, the Bible says it. And, like, most people don't have that background. They just go, whatever, or shut the fuck up, or okay. Yeah. You know? Let me tell you, someone who did not grow up in a religious household at all? Yeah. This is all just baffling. Like, I uh-huh. was, Yeah. I have literally been to church... Like, five times in my life that were not for, I think most of them were with Girl Scouts. And every time I went in, I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Now we're singing. Now he's talking. Now we're singing some more. Now we're praying. Um, Up we're standing. Up we're kneeling. Up we're sitting again. Yeah, it's just like, okay, how much longer do we have to do this? Is this this mass or hot yoga? Why are we getting up and down so much? Yeah, it's just, (laughs) and I would go, it's like, am I supposed to be believing in this? I feel really bad because I'm like, got my head down and I say amen is like and I'm sitting here thinking this is all bullshit I, I always felt that I felt like a like, hypocrite I always felt that it was a waste of half my weekend I had school so like I have to do this bullshit on half my weekend I still got homework to do so I grew up my early years in Scotland and in Britain we get religious instruction as part of school which is why as a nation we're mostly very secular 
Uh, and, and I think what happens is that, like, you're taught all these Bible stories and stuff in school. But then, like, as soon as your parents get to the point of Santa Claus and Easter Bunny aren't real, you kind of throw Noah's Ark and all of that shit in the same pile. You're like, oh, well, these are all just myths and legends that we were yeah. taught as children. None of this shit is actually real. I th- but about as what, real as like you know the egyptian gods well and, see that's actually right. i think one of the things where my parents helped me out there mm-hmm. because they wanted me to read they wanted me, me to be well-rounded so i read all the greek myth the norse myth all these other yeah. religious myths those were fake but we're going to church on sunday yeah and, so and that, like, that, that really a forms a real disconnect in, in your brain you're like well why are why are our legends right and and true but what these people over here believed are just interesting stories to tell in comic books in the case of like yeah. thor and stuff or like that. make into video games with hot boys but like hades like what i was gonna say was like i remember like very clearly i was 11 and i lived in southern mississippi and i had a, a friend in the neighborhood and like we'd been around for a while and like you know nasty kid swearing like a couple of fucking young boys right Uh and then one day he told me that he had been saved and that he never swore anymore and didn't even feel the need to swore to swear and like because now i believe in jesus and you know all my sins are forgiven and stuff like that and i remember being and i was like like i said like 11 12 i remember being so confused because I was like, wait a minute, people actually believe that? Like, that's a thing? And, and it was very my foreigner at the time thinking, where I was like, what is this country? People actually think this happened? Yeah. And I was just, just completely flummoxed by it. And then, you know, grow, you know, growing up later on and then, you know, moving to Florida and seeing a control the baptist church has over jacksonville they own half the city and it, it's just like to an extent i've never really not been confused by the fact that people actually believe this stuff i'm like yeah. what like it probably didn't help that like nobody at church camp ever treated me nice and i didn't really have that many friends yeah um and then it super didn't help like in the in much later times when i found out that my bible teacher was a pedophile yeah and is in jail for 20 the next 20 years rotten hell fucking fucker but uh, so like i you know like with the no friends thing like i get that some people i understand that they get something out of the community that forms around a church if they yeah have friends and they have people that help them and stuff like that but and that, but that's why you'll hear about a lot of atheists and agnostics going to like the the UU churches and stuff yeah. like that because they want a replacement for that community but without the religion. Well, I mean, and shit. we've got that with furry, yeah, in a lot of <laughs> you, ways, you know. Um, so I've got a non-religious version of I have a community and I made friends in that community and I've got my found family well, that I mean, way. People want a tribe. And right. If that tribe yeah. is furries, or if that tribe is a sports team club, or being a soccer hooligan, like people want to have commonality with some with their fellow people. Yeah. And if that is, you know, in this case, 
being a furry you know for us it's it's super good to have that and like it kind of supplants the need for like an advanced book club like religion yeah and we're not we're not going out there saying these people are filthy and sinful and should be punished you Mm -hmm. know it's a it's a completely innocent fucking pastime and I would not use some of the things I've seen as innocent. Okay. Well, well you know what I mean, though. No. Like, I know. A, in terms of societal harm, it's a it's a harmless community to be a part of. Not saying that we don't have some shitty people, and you know we're doing our best to like push out the the shitty people, but like we're not out there being like trans people need to be converted or whatever, you yeah. know. Just oh god, conversion therapy needs to be illegal worldwide. Like, oh man, that... the next couple episodes of Behind the Bastards are going to be real hard lessons. Yeah, because there it's about one of those youth reeducation camps. Yeah, things. the uh, Elon School. Yeah, that's going to be fucked up. I yeah, don't know if I want to listen to that. What one? It's Behind a pod- the Bastards? podcast we listen to called Behind the Bastards. Uh, the host is Robert Evans, and he basically does research into the worst people in all of history um you know it has started out the early episodes are like some of the the heavy hitters that you know like there's hitler there's saddam hussein and stuff like that um and he's really branched out a lot into like you know doctors that have done horrible things like dr oz yeah, it, like like well-known people that turned out to actually be extremely uh, shitty. Did he also do Doctor Phil? I'm not I, sure. He's mentioned Doctor Phil a few times. I know Doctor Oz might have had a Doctor Phil mention, but I don't know if Doctor Phil got his own. Yeah, but like John Henry Kellogg got a two-part episode. Yeah, you know, he who is literally why masturbation is such a big thing and or was a big thing that was a big no-no. Like he literally made cornflakes so you wouldn't get horny. Graham crackers are like that too. Yeah, original graham crackers. They wow. were to distract you from the sinful urge to masturbate by eating shitty, unflavored crackers. Hey, they make good s'mores. Well, the original versions weren't sweet. Yeah, they they were just like unleavened crackers. They were like fucking matzos. Yeah. That's why you have to add a shitload of fucking sugar to cornflakes to yeah. make them edible, or you just buy frosted flakes. You got a hot tiger on the box. Yeah, like. But, yeah, the most recent episodes where it's, like, uh, they had, like, a one-part about one of the former dictators of Haiti. There was a two-parter on, like, some, one of the architects of the Holocaust that I was like, you know what, I don't want to listen to this. Um, And, like, this next one about, like, these re-education camps where, like, parents pay to have their children kidnapped and carted off, sometimes out of the country. Yeah, like, this is, that whole concept is absolutely insane. Like... You can, you can, as a parent, your child has no rights. They're basically your property. And you can hire a company to literally break into your house, kidnap them, and bring them to Guatemala. a re-education camp or school or middle of the woods or something. They, they, there's a variety of them. They do them on farms and ranches, too. And, um, and just basically send them to boot camp. Until they're, until they don't want to play that loud rock and roll music anymore, or whatever minor offense they have caused you, or something, you know. Yeah, it's it's all incredibly fucked up, and it's yeah. one of those where it's like, hey, we get to talk about, hey, other podcasts we're enjoying? Question mark. 
like I enjoy it and that it is interesting to know some of this shit. Like for the same reason that like last podcast on the left, like knowing about all the ins and outs of some of these fucked up cults and how they happened and like yeah. you know, you hear about the Jonestown massacre where everybody drank poison flavor aid and died. But like they actually do like a several part episode of like what led up to that. Yeah. You know, how did that cult get its start and, and shit like that. Well, like, and, and like stuff like the You're Wrong About series on The Satan Seller or Michelle Remembers. Those are entertaining yeah. because the books are super obvious bullshit from the start, but were taken super fucking seriously in the times they came out. Literally what causes the satanic panic in the 80s. Was a woman... Like, undergoing hypnosis being fed shit by her therapist causing mm-hmm. a satanic panic and eventually the doctor divorces his wife and marries the patient the yeah. titular michelle and nobody was like that's real fucked up um until and, here we are and, and you also remember at the time there's no internet yeah you know your <laughs> research involves like going to the library and pulling out microfish from 50 years ago or something like that yeah. like so when this book becomes a bestseller and then people start talking about it on nightline and then they hear about this satanic game dungeons and dragons and i mean fucking wow it's it is really interesting to know i mean it's really not like, that much different today yeah like oh so um on that note um, I discovered a new YouTube show because we have a, uh, a an online newspaper in Dallas called Central Track mm-hmm. that, that does a lot of interesting articles and stuff like that. And I, and I clicked a link on their site recently because they did a, an interview with a guy who locally who owns a camel and will like walk him around the Oak Cliff area mm-hmm. of Dallas, which was kind of interesting to read about. And then I scrolled down and I saw this other headline and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I, and I clicked that, and it was about a literal QAnon conference that took place here in Dallas in, in May. Yeah. And I had not heard of this. I had no idea that this happened. But this YouTuber, um, Channel 5, um, I forget the guy's actual name, but the channel on YouTube is Channel 5. He does, like, short documentaries, usually 20, 30 minutes long on various topics, and he and he was like, I hadn't checked in with with far right politics in a while, so I decided to do that, and I found out that this thing is happening in Dallas. So he flew down here with with his camera guy, and did a report on it, and it's uh, it's really interesting. But uh, yeah, look up Channel Five on YouTube. I think it's like the most recent episode. Um, I'm gonna go back and watch some of his other videos because one of the other videos he did is of a pickup artist conference in Vegas. Well, those make my skin crawl. The yeah, real, the the fucked up thing. The same organizers that did the May one are doing one in fucking Vegas later this year. Yeah, like it's a hell of a grift. You know, we thought it was funny when haha the notion of a fucking Satan conference in the satan cellar yeah like oh you know we're sending you up the chain you got to go to des moines and go to the conference at the holiday inn you know just ask for use use room code 666 you'll get the special rate of 666 a night um <laughs> you know hashtag hail so hail satan like what the fuck the hashtag it's 1970 um, <laughs> oh and the other thing about the fucking QAnon conference the tickets were three thousand dollars 
Yeah, there was like the, the top tier tickets. Like, man, it's a hell of a grift. It is. It like, is. Like the people at the top are making so much money, just literally destroying this country. It's it's if I it's one of those things that if I had no scruples, you could make so much money just drifting off you these know, the roofs. The, the whole sucker born every minute thing. Yeah, it's like, so fucking true. You could fucking clean up, but you're also doing so much harm by perpetuating this idea and giving it more legitimacy by having conferences and selling merch and shit like that. Well, it's, it's, it's like that or the COVID denialist or the people that are like, don't get the vax, don't get the vax, don't get the vax. Oh shit, I'm in the hospital and dying. Oh shit, get the vax. And then they get on the ventilator and we don't hear about him again. Yeah, I saw a, uh, a, a read an article the other day where we were talking to a nurse where she was saying there's so many people when they're they're about to have to intubate them you know, because they're all fucked up from COVID and they're begging for the vaccine and they're just like, oh, it's too late now. Yeah. It, it doesn't work if you already have COVID. I'm sorry. And they die. Yeah. Like and there was my sympathy level for, for them has shrunk so much over the last year and a half. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, you didn't take it seriously. You didn't want a mask. And then or you, you de- it. decried the fucking virus or vaccine when it came out as being like some government fucking plot. And I'm like, and you died because you were a dumbass. And yeah, there was a, a, an, a Daily Beast article about some dude that's like he tweeted, I got 99 problems, but a COVID vaccine at one has died after a month battle with COVID. Yeah. And I just quote tweeted that with lol. Right. And it got a couple faves. Like, my mom faved that tweet because it's like, yeah, this is the lack of future he chose. There was some preacher in Corsicana who was like, it's fake and gay. And then he's in the hospital going, holy shit, this sucks. Please get vaccinated. And then further, there was some dude in, like, Tennessee who, Mm. like, had been tweeting about how, again, COVID is fake until the 14th when he went into the hospital. And then as of yesterday, is on a ventilator. Like, yeah. I saw I saw the tweet a few days ago, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna like Google this guy." And it's like, dude's name something Valentine update, and it was like, "Oh, update on this you know right wing radio host is now on a on a ventilator," and it's like, "Oh, okay, well now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you have fucked up." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you're right. I don't really have any sympathy for him at this point. Like you chose this, and like you're making everyone else suffer for it. You selfish piece of shit i hate you you know that rule about if a headline has a question mark in it usually the answer is no there was one rare one the other day where it it would disprove that rule the headline was something like is vaccinated america running out of patience with 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 vaccine deniers and it's like yes yes they are vaccinated america is like okay, you guys, now we have to wear masks again. Now we're worried about kids and you fucking idiots are not taking it seriously and and you're not taking the medicine that can avoid you, stop you from dying of this shit. It's literally fucking free. Like, if you're worried about a fucking tracking chip or something, you're carrying a goddamn phone and posting to Facebook. Yeah. You know, you're posting boomer memes to Facebook about how I ain't going to put no tracking chip in your COVID vaccine posted with 37 different markers of identification with your geolocation on the post with a fucking real picture of your face as the icon. 
boy, the government sure can't track you now. I know. You think they'd learn after the January six and how many of those people got picked up? Oh man, because their their infosec was shit. Yeah, like they're uh, that. That's a whole nother like rant and a half too. Like that's still going on. People are still getting prison sentences and restitution. Like a lot of Republicans are being utter shits. Yeah, calling them political prisoners and people like. Wait a minute! I said it was Antifa. So they are you going for? ostensible left-wing political prisoners what's going on here like and again internal consistency is not the for it the forte of the right so you know whatever but and now some of the right-wing people like fox news and some of the politicians are saying no covid is real you have to get vaccinated and it's like the damage has been done you know like the people are not listened to them are not really willing to budge or, or the deep state got to them. If if dipshit McGee on Fox News suddenly changes their tune, oh well, you know the deep state got the, Hillary Clinton must have had something on them. Yeah, well, it's like everybody but Tucker Carlson has fucking said, "Hey, could you get vaxxed, please?" We, and they're like, they're trying to call, oh, the Trump vaccine. I'm like, you know what? You can fucking call it that if it gets your dumb shit viewers to get the shot. I don't care. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. What name is on the vaccine? It doesn't matter to me. Get your fucking shot. But like Tucker Carlson is still refusing, even though the fact that he got it, along with every other Fox News personality, because News Corp required it for continued employment. Like he got his vax, but he's like encouraged people to not get it and resulted in well, being it's responsible sort of like, for look, a bunch you're, of deaths. You're our group of celebrity people. You bring us in a lot of money. We're going to require that you get vaccinated because if you die, that's lost revenue. And we're a corporation, and that's all we care about. So, of course, I'm not at all surprised that News Corp was like, no, you're going to get vaccinated. <laughs> Speaking uh. of which, um, uh, we were discussing earlier, I think, some companies moving to make it mandatory. So, here locally, Baylor made it mandatory for all of their employees, but not only all of their employees, but like all of their contractors and stuff, too. That's going to affect like thousands and thousands of people will have to get vaccinated in order to keep their jobs and anything associated with that company. Well, it's like um, St. Jude's is requiring mm-hmm. the vaccine for all of its employees. Mm-hmm. And there were people that were like, have they overstepped their bounds? And it's like, St. Jude's is a pediatric cancer hospital. You're working with immunocompromised children. You'd better get your vast vaxxed or you lose your job. Yeah. Because you're going to kill kids. So this has been your mandatory Jesus Christ get your shot minute. It was more like five minutes, but it's like... America doesn't have a problem with dead children. Otherwise, we would have done something after the Sandy Hook massacre. Yeah, that's true. Uh... Oh man, there was that one article I saw. It was like a blurb. It was like, yeah, I'm a survivor of Sandy Hook, or no, I was a survivor of Parkland. They were a survivor of Parkland. And their yeah, dad and their now own... believes it was a, a hoax, and he's like, eight of the people that died were in my class. Yeah. What the fuck? What kind of double, triple fucking trauma does that poor person have to deal with? Having survived a mass shooting event, and now their own parent has fallen down the cue hole and, and calling it a hoax. This. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for that kid. <laughs> uh, so this has been Grump, Grump, Grump. But, you know, still having fun with friends, I guess. The uh... Someone to bitch with. Is, yeah that's you know. that's what it's good it's like man god damn it we haven't sat down like 
you know, I'm over here, I got my drinks, you guys are on the hookah, we're just like, we're getting to, to rant together, god damn these kids, except it's more like talking about people our age, as you know better, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the kids, eh, whatever, they're, they're like, fine like, for like now. The, like the kids at, at Blizzard that are being super shitty. Well, I mean, it's not even those, like, those are the adults, like, yeah. the, the baby frat boys who don't know better at this point, but yep. I think a big deal, like, is... It's like you try to be understanding and try to be like, all right, I want to like learn this shit. But sometimes you just lose your patience. Like, quit wasting my fucking time. Let's um, let's check the topics chat. Do we have anything? Oh, anti-homeless uh, DRM. Oh. Uh, ah. There's some McDonald's have put fucking RFID things onto the bottoms of their cups, which never like RFID tags cost like a million times more than the soda in a cup. Yeah, like soda is for when you buy it for machines like that is dirt fucking cheap. I mean, the Coke freestyle machines are little little bitty modules, so they're like a bit more expensive. But you can buy like the two thousand gallons of soda syrup. Yeah, for like fifty bucks off of fucking. I don't know if it's maybe that much. If it it's that much syrup, but like you can make yeah. large number of gallons of soda yep. from this syrup. For like 50 bucks off of Amazon. And like this thing is like you have two refills to enjoy in 58 minutes. <sighs> what? You, you put a timer on my cup and I can only get two refills at your fucking soap machine that's just standing out there? What? Yeah. Um, like there's a lot of people that have really like quote tweeted this. And there's now like tech people that are like. I'm going to figure out how to hack this. Yeah. Hack away. It's like, I'm going, like, yeah, it's like, I dislike the anti-homeless DRM. 7,000 retweets, 2,400 quote tweets. It's like, cyberpunk as a genre has lost some popularity now that as more people are realizing the future dystopia will involve less neon and laser guns and more cyborg paper cups. Yeah. The other uh, anti-homeless thing, I'd seen this picture before, but it was these, um, these awful leaning bench things that you can't sit down on. And someone had tweeted, yep, been teaching all day, been on my feet, can't sit down because we hate homeless people so much that we have these fucking things that aren't real benches. Yeah. They're just like a backrest mounted halfway up the wall at the bus station. It's like, can't have someone lying down on that. Yup. It's like anytime we try to make life har- harder for homeless people, we make it harder for everybody. Because yeah. Turns out homeless people are people too. Maybe we should spend money on actually helping them. And not on war. Wow. Maybe we should not spend more money on war than every other country on the planet combined. Mm -hmm. That's a rant and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Let's (laughs) suck it down that road. It's like, all right. It's like, hey, this is where we're like, hey, you know, we should perhaps be better for our society. Um, Spend it on people and not on bombs that blow up people. Yeah. But we're already at an hour and a half almost, so do you want to do a two-hour episode, guys? Legalize weed! Illegalize bombs! No, because uh-huh. unfortunately I have to go to work in, like, 45 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah, we got a midnight change, and they need Fuck. my Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I just got messaged. <laughs> Could you hold the thing? Thanks. Yeah, well, we should probably wrap this up anyway, because it's, it's 9.40-ish, and, you know, I think we've hit all the topics, and the few that we didn't actually plan on topicking because i didn't really have a lot coming into this week and we still managed to put together like 
almost a 90 minute episode on the raw here so yeah like we just don't know when to shut up that being said uh a couple news tidbits uh we're still planning on doing episode 500 at siesta so hopefully that still gets to happen like we'll figure out a way to make that happen if everything goes to plan we'll probably do it on friday night because i'm occupied saturday night oh tournament uh panther's birthday oh and uh he comes first. Yeah. I don't need to know that much about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, also, uh, Telegram fan chat, still going, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Yeah. Very well. Nice, chill group of people there. Also, I have launched a Minecraft server. I am running uh, Enigmatica 6, is the name of the mod pack, version 0.5.6, and currently have the information up on the or up available in the fan chat on the on telegram but we also now have a discord channel which we've actually had for a while we just didn't use because remember back in the day i did like twitch streams of i thought you jackbox got that down i did and then i made it again and then it just sat idle for a long time and oh. i keep pulling it out occasionally and it's now people are playing minecraft on it or using it when they're playing minecraft oh okay um it's actually really funny because, like, we tried running it on one of Panther's little Blade servers, yeah. but because Java's a single core, it doesn't play well with these servers, which are designed for multi-threaded things. Um, it's so, not that fancy. No. So it kept crashing, and as a result, it fucked up the world seed, which means that when you go around a spot... It, Is like, that like that tree in Avatar? Yes. Um, when you go around a place but you don't cause the chunks of map to generate, it still has positional data for things that are going to exist when the chunks generate. Right, like a tree or whatever. Uh, it's like a, a, an environmental object, a boat, an underwater temple, a pyramid. Okay. When that changes, the positional data that was pre-generated stays, but the world seed that determines the generation around it changes entirely. So you end up with things embedded in other things and yeah, floating? Yeah, you, you know, a, a boat in the middle of a forest, a boat upside down in the desert, floating villages above uh, rainbow beaches. Hang on, I'm, I'm writing all this down as story prompts. Like, it's actually, it, it makes some really striking things, and because of, like, the way things are near the edges of what was generated and what wasn't, it results in really wild generated environments that then becomes fairly normal after you cross that boundary line so it's like normal 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 weird shit has happened here normal 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 so like there's literally like this ring around the game world where shit gets weird for a little while so it's actually really neat when you go Doctor beyond Strange the boundary. In the multiverse of madness. You go you can beyond find the, the, the you can find the the, uh... the mountains of madness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you go beyond the boundary and the world generation changes and there's more like things because I tweaked some settings after the world was generated. So it's like it's it's been interesting. Um, I keep having to tweak it because it's running on my machine because buying hosting is like thirty bucks a month. Like, I might just say fuck it and buy a month or two of hosting on, like, somebody else's server to get it off my main machine. Because I can't do anything else while Minecraft is taking up 8 gigs of RAM. Right. But that's, you know, me. Like, I have this high-end gaming PC that's running a fucking Minecraft server. You know? 
What do you yeah. do with your most current gen console? I play Peggle. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely utter abuse of what I have. It's, <laughs> it's uh, sick. Minor tangent: California's whole bullshit and like how many other states? Oh yeah, they're trying to ban the sale of high, high wattage PSU PCs, pre-built P- PCs with high wattage PSUs. Like you can still purchase the parts yourself. You can still build one yourself. You just can't purchase certain pre-configured units that have a wattage and idle wattage usage over a certain point. I feel like this is all just theater. Oh, like, it's absolute fucking theater. Like the, most people that are burning all that electricity are fucking bitcoiners. Yeah, and they're and industry. Yeah, they have farms. It's not. Yeah, like Joe Schmo buys a high-end Alienware that's doing this, and they even showed like sixty-six percent of it or something. And how they even got that number was fucking consoles, and they're not included. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. It's theater. Yeah, it'll probably get overturned somehow because it's dumb as shit. And what sucks too is like I see people like posting articles about this, and the places they're posting it from are like right-wing gamer sites, and it's like, ah, no, fuck, use of discernment. It was interesting because I retweeted that and I got two replies that were completely disparate Uh in their response. And um, hang on, I'll see if I can pull it up. Yeah, you can purchase Okay, one of them said, lazy companies don't want to comply with simple law and then blame government overreach. Very old story. And then the other one is, this legislation is so flawed and stupid, it hurts gamers and artists and amateur video producers. So, what is like blaming the law and one is saying that the companies are lazy for not wanting to, like, fix their shit, I guess. I don't know. I don't know which... And like you said, you can go out and buy these parts anyways. Yeah. Like, I've got a thousand watt PSU in my machine. It doesn't idle that high. But, like, it's just, I have a beefy machine that I built piecemeal and therefore isn't subject to this type of bullshit. Whereas if you try to buy pre-built from Alienware or whatever, which is really the only way you can get a hold of a video card right now, you yeah. get penalized for it. Yeah. It's but what's that site Ajax used to the pre-built come? I don't know. I want to say it was like cyber something. Yeah, okay. Cyber power. Like there's a billion of those companies. Yeah. So my niece has been working at Hardee's or Arby's or what something for like the past year. Saving away little dinky bits of money to buy herself a gaming PC. Mm-hmm. And we were out there. She said, yeah, I was going to get one from Dell. I'm like, oh, oh, my sweet summer child. No, you're not. No, you're not. You've got an uncle and an aunt. Because we don't count Saro. He's not computer building person. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us. Give us a specs of what you want. And we'll tell you how much it will really cost. And we kind of did a mix of these are the specs you want. Here's how much money you had. If I just do what you want, it'll cost this, but I can take the money you had and we can make you a better machine that will last you longer. By just buying the parts individually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we bought a, we got a lot of sales like around Memorial Day and 4th of July. Been buying parts up as they come. Could not get a video card. Yeah. Just like, you know. And uh, so finally at work, we've there's a... Uh, we call them guilds. There's a, a group that just does PC building. And I, I gave a shout in there and in the gaming channels, hey, does anybody have an old video card 
they're looking to part with. I've been trying to, you know, build my niece a gaming PC. I haven't been able to get anything worthwhile. And uh, one of the devs pipes up and says, yeah, I've got one. I just managed to land some high-end card. I was like, oh, cool. What do you want for it? Um, nothing. And I got an old power supply. You could have two. Nice. I'm like, okay. And I felt really bad about this because, I mean, it would cost a lot of money for me to buy this card. Then I realized, wait a minute. I have hand-me-down I don't know how many video cards in my life because inevitably if we replace our video cards, it goes to a friend yeah. that needs a replacement part or something breaks. We have literally given away every single video card we've ever had. Yeah. Um, rehomed it like it's a puppy. And <laughs> this is about the only time we've ever gotten one of these hand-me-downs and it's going to my niece. I'm like, okay. When I think about that... Yeah, don't feel bad about don't that. Don't feel too bad about that because I've done this myself. This is just the only time I've ever, you know, gotten one of those. Yeah. So we took the money she would have spent on the video card and we sunk it into, like, a better motherboard, better processor. And, uh, yeah, it, it's finally put together. Had to buy a second case in our turn one, which means pulling everything out, putting everything back in. Because yeah, the first so case fun. we had had a short... Ooh, the, that's the, dangerous. You had to kind of half plug it. Well, it first showed itself because you had to kind of half plug in the audio jack on the front just yeah. right. You had, I imagine, like a Walkman or something where you had to plug it in just right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that was one flaw. It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's not a deal breaker. But then all the fancy lights on the case stopped working. Mm. I'm like, uh, we hadn't even shipped it out yet. Yeah, um, so we it's finished. you know it's just gonna get worse. So we replaced it and rebuilt it last weekend. And I, I am not a RBG flashy, flashy lights person. I like a nice, quiet black box that sits on the floor and doesn't flicker annoyingly. <laughs> Too many years of having my computer in my bedroom and having to deal with the stupid blue lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am over my case glowing. But having to see what we put together and, like, it's all responsive to music and it changes color and it pulses and it mm -hmm. looks really cool. I wouldn't want it for myself, but that doesn't mean it doesn't look really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so we're a little like, eee! We're about to ship it out to her, so. That's yeah, exciting. Make sure it is well packed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, make sure that you stuff that interior with some, like, yeah, we're going to actually pull out the video card. It's going to get shipped separately with like because we don't want it bouncing around the case and pulling yeah. on the motherboard. Well, that's what that happened actually to, happened to Ajax. I was really? going to say that's what happened. To it so Ajax got one from the company is Digital Storm. Okay. Um, and uh, when it arrived, and you know he sets it up, and uh, the video card is like bent down at like, an angle, that right? And we're like. Is it supposed to look like that? And and he could tell by the box that it had been dropped at some point. Um, but it worked for like a minute, I guess. And then, and then there was like, you know. Uh, but to their credit, you know, he contacted Digital Storm and said, hey, it came all fucked up. Here's a photograph of this video card bending, like this terrible angle. Um, he shipped it back and they shipped him a brand new one all all set up the same way and everything and it and it's worked great 
So that yeah, fucking reminds gonna, me. I need so to install that bracket. So we need to rip bracket. out the video card, yeah. pack it all up, because we're also going to send her all the other boxes of all the shit that was in there. So if she ever needs to warranty any of it, she has all of the original packaging. So it, the video card is going to go in the middle of a box of boxes. So it's got extra cushion of all the empty boxes of shit around yes. it <laughs> and then the case will go with it's you know just like the motherboard mounted but nothing to really bounce around yeah. and pull on and the we board got the case box that mm-hmm. has the styrofoam and stuff yeah so. that's going to be the, the center of the case but oh it does look really neat and it should last her many years provided she doesn't have hardware failure yeah it should carry her through at least college because she's got graduate next year Oh, wow. Oh, from my high school? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know your niece was that older. Yeah. I don't know if she realized she got that old either. <laughs> no, Shit, she's got time be... happens to people when you're not around them all the time. Uh, yeah, she's got, she's got to be a senior in the fall. It's like, holy shit. I feel old now. Yep. Uh, well, we are old. Yeah. But I've got her graduating next year. Then there's like a lull. Then her sister graduates. And then her brother graduates the year after that. So... Uh, I'm pretty much committed to going out for graduation for like the, that time for like the next five years, <laughs> because I'm not gonna like either do a long cycle where I don't get to see him for eighteen months or have to do two cycles to like see him in the fall too. So I'm basically it's gonna be summertime visitations to Virginia for like the next years. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yep. So anywho, it is ten o'clock. We were like, we're gonna wrap this up. Half an hour ago. Um, I, yeah, I have to start working in 15 minutes. So Yeah, yeah. so we're going to wrap it up because Shiva's got to kick us out. So, southpostcast at gmail.com. You can write in emails. Um, let us know what you think or don't think. Like, we covered a lot of topics episode. We'll take dad jokes. We'll take, if you want to send us dad jokes, that's good. We'll yeah, share them. Send us your best dad jokes. Southpostcast at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> we have Patreon. Patreon.com slash Southpostcast. Um, you can give us a buck an episode if you like us. That's cool. We hope you like us. You can find us in the Telegram fan chat. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can buy books at farplanet.com. Uh, Fuzz, you've got some new stuff already coming in. You got new Mish comic. You got a new San Picos art book. You got a bunch of stuff coming up. It's nice. Yeah, and ca- I actually just uh, got an email back, email back from Brayburn today, and I'm ordering more stock of 609 to have for Siesta. Nice. I need to get a copy of that from you. You can and buy cro- and crossing that bridge. I've got plenty of stock of that for siesta as well is 609 the one about the apartment door yes yes (laughs) and crossing that bridge is the trans comic by glow possum that's Ah, really cool yeah it's really good one show it to you and you can buy ebooks at baddogbooks.com buy some books yes buy some books on that note good night and big books and get out of her house